Welcome to Sundays with the Weekend Sober Gals. I'm Katzia. And I'm Kim. Join us as we explore different topics each week, ranging from motherhood to parenting to marriage. And we'll talk about personal stories from our past. We'll just explore what it's like to thrive rather than just survive the weekend sober. Every week, every Sunday. Today, we are excited to have Jess, the host and founder of Decidedly Dry, on the podcast. And she's an inspiration to the ever-growing sober community. And she believes it's her calling to help uh, help women embrace a sober lifestyle. So get ready for a really fun and vulnerable chat. Um, And here we go. Oh my gosh. All the things. Um, Business-wise, I'm just like trying to simplify. I mean, I'm doing all the things I was doing, all the different pages, the coaching, the podcast, all the things. And I was like, I am just like digging myself into a hole by doing too much. I think we all are like that, especially as moms where it's like, we just put so much on our plate. (laughs) And sometimes it's, uh, I don't know, you kind of get too far into it before you realize you have too much on your plate. But um, so I'm kind of trying to simplify without like throwing in the towel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. And um other than that, things are good. Kids are good. I'm good. So you're Sun good. Out. Yeah. So you so you were feeling were you feeling the burnout? Were you feeling the um social media burnout like we mm-hmm. all have felt? So much. So much. Because I took mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know, I took like ninety days off of social. Um, yeah when I did my training earlier in the year and it was beautiful. Like I did not feel FOMO. I did not like have any regrets, but then I came back on and it was almost like that feeling of like, when you go back to moderating in the beginning, you know, where you're like, I think I'm good. I think I can just go back in. And I went back in and I was just like, I don't know. It just like made me feel yucky. I was like, no, I don't want to feel pressured to do this. Not to mention this is not me like tooting my own horn, but I used to get a ton of engagement. Like yes. I would post something and within minutes it was like bing, 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 bing. And that's not why I do it, but it was nice to know when you put something out there that it's seen, you know, and that you're helping people. I took those 90 days off and I'd post something and it was just like crickets. Like social media was punishing me like, oh, we know you took a break, girlfriend. Like we ain't going to show anybody any of your stuff. <laughs> Yes, I so relate. Kim and I talk about this at length. And I did not take a break, but I tried like, it's like moderation. I tried so many different, not strategies. I never have had like a social media strategy, but I was like, Mm -hmm. literally, I, I did an experiment. I think I told you, Kim, where I would put the exact same post, like the same quote that I had written, Mm -hmm. but on a different background and repost it and say it got like 1500 likes uh, a year ago, then it would get like 100. And I'm like, I know. It, and it's like you said, it's not, but it's the, the engagement to me meant to connect with people and to feel like I was helping people and to start a conversation. And none right. of that was happening. And it still isn't. And it's literally the most frustrating thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. It is. And when you really think about like, okay, why am I doing this? 
Like, why am I posting this? You know, Mm -hmm. for me, it was never about money. It was never about followers, but it was about like, like you said, just that connection. Like I want to put something out there and have somebody see it so we can talk about it so that I know it's important, you know? I think um, you both have a lot of followers. I think your numbers are different than mine. Um, I never got 1500. I'm like, whoa, 1500 likes. Whoa. Um, But I, I, you know, I feel like there's such a pressure to do this social media thing. And for me as an author, I had, I felt like I had to do it just to market my book. And I'm like, that is not what I am. That is not like, and it is, it's strange and it's a weird space to be in um, when it's forced upon you, you know? And fortunately I, um, (laughs) I don't feel the pressure to maintain that. I feel like I'm just kind of doing my own thing. And now I, um, I, I don't really do it that much anymore. I just, I don't really care. You know, I, I do it when I feel I, I do it. I keep saying, do it. I post something when I feel like I have to get something out there, like a message. And if, if I get engagement, I do. And if I don't like, I don't know, I, I do, I, um, it really frustrates me that we feel this pressure and that it, it is so similar to alcohol. And I remember Laura McCowan posting something maybe over a year ago. I feel like it was early sobriety. Maybe it was more than a year. And I remember she took a break too. And then she had to come back on because she had, to, she had to, her book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And she had to come back because of being an author. It's yeah. just so see you could see the um turmoil that it put her through and and lots of us although if we don't share it publicly nobody really knows that but i remember watching that whole thing she had gone away on vacation and she was like oh i'm gonna start posting again and then mm-hmm. and then she started again and then she got the same feelings and then she yeah. left and then it was like and i went through something i don't know like maybe a year ago now where i posted something i didn't say i was leaving social media but i was so disillusioned by the whole thing and then I posted like in my stories something I called it like real talk or something and I was just like real talk like I don't even know where I belong in this space anymore and it's making me feel like I don't belong and I'm like that the original purpose of coming here was to find a community living a sober life and to connect over where we were going and what our goals were and our dreams and all this kind of stuff. And, and it just wasn't happening anymore. And I was like, how did, where did the shift happen? And so I kept, your mind keeps searching for like, where did it go wrong? Or what did I do wrong? And I knew it wasn't something I had done, but it still makes you, it still feels the same. Well, and I think too, in sobriety, like we're so much more aware of what makes us feel good and what doesn't. You know what I mean? And I think, now that we are so clear-minded and we're just aware, just that awareness, I feel like is at just a whole different level where it did. It just got to the point where I was like, why am I doing something that doesn't make me feel good? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I constantly am comparing myself, my business, and just drilling things into my head like, oh, I should be doing this. Oh, I should be doing that. And like, I should look that way. You know, even though we go in with the mindset of not having those voices turn on, but they still do. We're human. So it's like, why put ourselves through that? You know? Yeah. (laughs) This is so relatable, but I like that it actually kind of 
has so many similarities to drinking. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people struggle in that in that space too, and in spaces that they don't realize are really connected to drinking. And and I for me personally, I threw myself into social media, sober, my sober account specifically, um, to the same extent that I had thrown myself into drinking, (laughs) you know, like it was like my new favorite thing to do. And I was like, Oh, I love this. I love creating, you know, and in my mind, I was like, I'm a writer and I'm writing and I'm putting stuff out there. And that's true. It was true, but that wasn't my main motivation for doing it. And it wasn't the likes or it wasn't, but it it was the engagement for sure. That kind of dopamine that you get when when you start seeing people commenting and you're like, oh, and so it was the same thing. And I'm like, they tricked us into getting sober in a space (laughs) to make us sick again, you know? Well, and there are so many similarities and that's what I have begun to notice too, where it's like, you know, when we were sober curious, I don't know if you guys were like this, but it's like, it's all I could think about. Like I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to read the books. I wanted to, you know, know more about, you know, the people out there that didn't drink. Like, were there people out there that didn't drink? Like it was all I could think about and consume. And that's kind of how the social media thing has been for me lately, where it's like, it always comes up. Like, even with my park friends, like my kids' parents that are friends, you know, like social media always comes up and I'm reading books about it. And now it's like all I'm thinking about. And it makes you just kind of analyze everything and think about it. And I don't know, so, so many similarities. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you've been off social media for what, a couple of weeks or a week? Was it a week ago? Yeah. So I took that big break. I did about 90 days at the beginning of the year. And -hmm. then I came back and I was like, all right, I'll see what I can do. You know, see if I post a few things, zero engagement. And it just got to the point again, where I was like, why am I doing this? Like, what is the point of this? Am I helping people? Maybe like, I don't know. So I just really started questioning it. And then about a week ago, I was just like, girlfriend, you are just, you're doing all the things that you feel like you should do, but why not just listen to your gut, you know, and, and trust that maybe you just do it your way, you know? So I did my little so long post, which they say not to do. I know a lot of people are always like, don't say goodbye, you know, why? don't do oh, don't that be girl. Mm, <laughs> but whatever. I also think in the sober community, if you just up and disappear, people initially or immediately, excuse me, are like, oh she's drinking, like she, she gone, you know? And so (laughs) I, I felt the pressure to post why, Yeah, because I think in our hearts too, we always want to inspire more people. That's why we do a lot of what we do. Um, and so I wanted to put out my reasoning and also just give people a way to get a hold of me. So it's been good. And guess what? That post blew up. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Uh, right the irony of it literally the irony so that tells you though that people are thinking and feeling the exact same way right and I was going to ask you like have you felt even like you must feel even a little bit better and a little bit lighter since you've done that but have you noticed any differences in you or in your mental health or anything in this past week yeah I mean just just more present you know once again (laughs) it was something that I felt like was taking time. It was taking me away from things that were important to me, you know, Mm -hmm. even though we try not to do it. Like I, just like I didn't want to be stuck in my kitchen with my glass of wine when my kids were in the other room. I also don't want to be with my kids, but on my phone, 
Right. You know, and so once again, it was just something that took time and took me away from what is truly important to me. So, I mean, just in the last week, I know it sounds corny, but I do. I just feel like I'm more present. I don't have that distraction. I don't have that pressure to, oh, you haven't posted in a couple of days. Like, yeah, you got to do something. So, so it does. It's feeling good. I don't have any regrets. I think that where we are in our sobriety allows, um, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but it, it allows for me to feel like I can sort of like take a step back from, I have yet to do what you have done. Um, I don't feel like I, um, I, I just didn't post regularly. I don't post regularly. I, I have been posting a little more regular, I can't say that, regularly recently. <laughs> um, I'm starting like a thing in, in the Boston area. So I feel like I'm, I'm upping my, upping my posting and my engagement just for that reason. But, um, I never was a regular poster, but I do feel like because I'm two and a half years sober, I, in the beginning, I really did. I was like really reliant on it and I needed to be reading what other people were doing. And I just needed that connection, you know, in the early days, it just, I didn't know anybody. I, we were early COVID. We just didn't have any, um, any sense of what was going on. So that was like, bad in the luckiest club and sober mom squad. Like those were my, that was my connection to the sober world. And I just think that, um, now having our sober feet on the ground, mm -hmm. it, it makes it a little easier to step back from. The, That's a great point. That's the a great point sphere. because I do think Online. that you do get to a point in your sobriety where some of the tools that you were so, you know, you really, really relied on in the beginning, you don't really need very much as you get stronger in your sobriety. And I mean, social media played a huge part in my sobriety in the beginning because it was that connection piece that was, mm -hmm. you know, wanting to relate to, to one another and see what other people were doing and what tools were working for them. And it played its part. But as you get further in, I think you get stronger and some of those tools you don't necessarily need anymore. Right. Or do you guys find that you like almost... I don't want to say you don't want to talk about it, but you want to talk about other things too. So like on my social media, I've started putting some pregnancy and motherhood related stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know it confuses the heck out of the algorithm, but I also really <laughs> just, I don't care because I'm like, this is who I am. I'm going to show you what, you know, moisturizers I use on my belly now or Absolutely. whatever. And I'm like, but, but, you know, it, it kind of, I think sometimes people, when they come into that space, I've seen, and Kim has seen too, accounts that are growing exponentially of people who are in what we would call early sobriety, right? Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes, and this is just my opinion, is that there's people looking for people like them doing it, whereas we have like, quote unquote, longer term sobriety, and maybe it's not as relevant to... Um, to what they're looking for. So that's just my opinion or what I've noticed, but I've just found like when I was in my earlier days, like nine months and six months and whatever, and, pe and people were like so excited about that. And now that it's like two and a half years, <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> right. right. Well, and I think they probably care, but like you said, like you want to talk about other things that are relevant yes. for you too, you right. know, that'll keep you wanting to be around when you can talk about other things that are passionate for you that make you who you are. Like it all, it all ties into sobriety because not, I wouldn't be doing any of those things if I wasn't sober. And I do try and bring that point home. Um, but I think it's not always going to be a post that uses the word 
sober or use, totally. you know, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I think there's just that kind of, I don't know. I see the, I see the stuff that does well. And it's like literally the same, like 20 things recycled, like 5 million times. And I'm like, I can't, I'm a writer. I can do this. I know how to use my thesaurus and I just freaking hate doing this. It just feels so blah. So here we are. I know. Um, so, okay. So Jess, what, um, you got the summer coming up. When are your kids done school? Must be soon. Yeah. So we get done June 15th. We <gasps> We're done June 1st. I know we start much later than others, but we don't start till September. So in Canada, we, we do that. Longer. We start right after labor day. So to me, that's more normal because kids here start before then they have a big break for labor day. And then they go back and it's like, why? Like yeah. Um, so what do, you, down. <laughs> what do you have planned for this summer? We are like the all outdoors family. So yeah. um, another thing I just love about being sober is just that ability to just up and go. You know what I mean? I feel mm -hmm. like there is zero pressure to lay low or, or anything. It is all about just like adventuring and knowing that I can trust myself to just pack up the car and go, you know? So we do a lot of backpacking and camping and uh, just all the things, hiking, just like your stereotypical Oregonian. <laughs> what is that? There's some comedian that says like Oregonians always look dressed as if they're just ready to like pop on a trail at any moment. <laughs> so that is, like that that is totally us. <laughs> That's a vibe. <laughs> I like totally it. Is. <laughs> so we're <laughs> counting down and my boys are super active. They are 10 and nine. So we are all baseball right now. And I am just like their obnoxious uh, woo-hooer on the sidelines <laughs> and their Uber to all the things. But um, probably relate. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. It is my, yep. my favorite time of year. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like me. I have a 10 and 12 year old boys. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. And it's fun when like, you could just be there. I know I keep referring back to just how grateful I am for my sobriety, but like, it truly is just such a gift. It makes everything mm -hmm. easier and better. And just being able to live in the moment means the world to me. So it's so fun. I have a question for you ladies. How, how was mother's day? I mean, so for us, this was what our, Jess, how long have you been sober? So yeah. I'm about three and a half years. I'll be four, okay. four years this December. Okay. So then this was your fourth mother's day oh gosh now you're making me think i know i'm like wait did i just do that right so this was this was my third this was my third right right i think this was my fourth, third yeah it'd be my fourth in my four year right yeah exactly. i'm an elementary librarian i do not do numbers or anything hard like this i read stories <laughs> You're sober, and then you're three and a half years sober, and this was our third Mother's Day. Yeah. We can do hard things, guys. We're sober now. <laughs> We've had a couple of Mother's Days, all of us sober. Um, how? So how was this one? Like, uh, you know, this kind of goes back to what we were saying before. How, you know, like the first year of sobriety, it's all those milestones. Actually, Jess, I remember when you hosted Sober Mom Squad. That was your topic was this is so weird that your topic for that meeting was about how going through, it was around Christmas time okay. and you were like, I 
have been through all the first year milestones. And I remember my first Christmas sober, blah, 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 blah. And it was right before my first sober Christmas. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like someday I will have been through all this, all these milestones and all of these holidays. So now look at us, we're talking about a podcast that you host. Funny. So it is weird. true though. That is like the coolest feeling when you can say like, oh yeah, I've done all of that sober. And there's still yeah. going to be things in the future that like we haven't done sober, but that's a really freaking cool feeling when you hit every holiday and it's like, yeah. I've done it so I can do it again. Yeah. You know? I remember oh. you talking about that and think, and I remember thinking, okay, once I get through a full year, yeah, I can say that I've done, done it all at least once and I've survived it. So yeah, we've survived Mother's Day many times. And I always felt like for me, and this is why I'm asking it, because it was a really, it, for me, it was a hard holiday. I made it about me and I drank a lot <laughs> on those days. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be my day and I'm going to start drinking early and nobody can say anything to me about it. And I'm just going to get drunk and my husband cannot yell at me. Yeah. It was like my okay. one day that he couldn't give me shit for it. So it, a little bit of PTSD on my part. I'm curious <laughs> about you, ladies. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I used Mother's Day more than any other day as a reason to drink. I mean, honestly, I've been sober since right before we moved here. So it'll be three years this December. And I don't think like Mother's Day is not a big celebration for our family, like even my like my in-laws or anything like that. It's kind of more just like a nice bouquet of flowers and a, you know, takeout or go for dinner or whatever. But it was never like a... now when I had Harper, actually funny you say that, Kim, this just reminded me my Facebook memory popped up of 2019 and um, Harper had gone with this. There was this woman who would help me um, during, oh no, it wasn't during, it was during the pandemic. Okay, maybe I'm mixing holidays up. But anyway, she was with this uh, Julie who would help me pick up stuff from the grocery store and watch Harper and stuff. And they brought home some uh, of my favorite things like Miss Vicky's kettle chips and dark chocolate and whatever for Mother's Day and tulips. And there's a picture of me that came up in my memories and I look so hungover. Like I can just see it. And I was, trying to work out in my apartment right and you can see the i had really bad bags under my eyes when i was drinking and i could just see how worn out i was it was it was 2020 because it was during the pandemic that's right we were supposed to move to the states in march and we couldn't move until october until december that year so i was super depressed so i drank that whole mother's day too um that whole weekend and and my daughter did like the sweetest thing for me and I loved it. But I remember cringing because I, I didn't even want my picture taken because, and mm. so like normally she wants to commemorate that memory with me and she wants to spend the time with me. And here I am just like useless and hungover the whole time. So I do remember that actually, that that was the last year that I drank. So yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I think mine were probably pretty similar, you know? I mean, it was just an excuse to do what we want, you know? So mm -hmm. I don't want to do much of anything. I want to sit and pamper myself and drink wine and just not be judged for it that I can like relax, you know? Um, 
You guys, this is a really embarrassing but kind of funny story about this Mother's Day. Is it okay if I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been, um, I've been training for a full marathon. This will be my I fifth marathon. That. It's amazing. It's my fifth. And um, so all I wanted this this year was um, to get my long run in. It was my last long run of my training before I taper. So I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to get up at like 4.30. If you guys are runners or anybody that's listening is a runner, you know how this goes. Like you want to get up really early, just get it done when you're still pretty much sleeping, especially <laughs> when the sun is out. Like you want to just get it done. So I go out on my run and we're all moms here so we can have this talk. But like I get like three miles in and all of a sudden I had to poop. And I was like, oh my God, like this cannot happen to me. It is Mother's Day. That never happened. Like I have trained for four other races. Granted, those were in my drinking days. So this is like my first sober marathon. And I am like cruising down the street and I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. And if you're a long distance runner, you know every bathroom, you know, on these runs, you know where your spots are. And I'm like, I just have to make it to the park. I have to make it to the park. So I ended up, you guys can totally cut this whole story out if this is just so wrong, no. not what we planned for, but I ended up having to poop behind a bush because the bathroom was locked. I mean, it was so early. The bathrooms weren't open. I pooped behind a bush and I just remember standing up and like laughing because I was like, happy freaking mother's day. Like this, this is, this is my sober mother's day is I'm running down a hill and I practically pooped my pants on mother's day. You were going to tell us that you pooped your pants. So no. at least you didn't poop. There, I mean, at least there's that, <laughs> but I got home and I opened the door and my husband's like, how was your run? I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like, what? I was like, well, I guess this is 40. You know, I can't go on my long run, but long story short, the whole point is, is I actually reached out to this gal who is a, um, she's like a gut health guru. I met her through this podcast training I did. And I was like, Allison, you have to help me. Like, I am not going to be able to do my race. Like, this is a problem. Like, I've never dealt with this. Is this what sober running is? And I just like was hung over through all my other running or training sessions. And so anyway, she asked me all the questions, you know, okay, were you hydrated? Did you eat something weird? Like what's going on? You know, all the things, um, come to find out this is the first time I've ever dealt with allergies ever in my oh. life since, um, I never had them when I was drinking, but ever since I got sober, I have allergies, which I think is really? very fascinating. So it turns out our liver, and I'm going to totally butcher this, so don't quote me on this, but our liver has something to do with um, with allergies. Like it is a response or something, and it um, regulates maybe your histamine levels or something. These are mm -hmm. keywords, but I'm probably not using them right. But long story short, I think I said that twice. So long story long, <laughs> I guess maybe being sober has made my body function properly, and now I'm dealing with this whole thing of needing to take some Claritin before I run. So, so there wow. you go. That was, that was my mother's day. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally, I relate to this though, in the sense that our bodies, we might feel that they've changed, but I think they honestly, there was things going on that we just either yeah. didn't notice or we were able to mask with alcohol. And then when you get sober, whether it's mental health or physical health, all of a sudden you're like, I never dealt with this before. Like, where is this coming from? And, but you know what? I never paid attention enough or I, or if I did notice something, I just buried it so deep that now in sobriety, I, I was talking about it this morning with my women's writing circle that I teach on, on Fridays. And I was saying like, 
and they were talking about like um like things the one girl was talking about a chronic illness and how there was all these symptoms that she had when she was drinking and then they disappear but then there was all these other symptoms that had come up when she was sober and it was like so confusing because she's like yeah. i don't understand if they were always there you know or if it was just something that that came up and i'm like you know so we had a discussion around that but that's so interesting to think like I know it didn't just come out of nowhere, but we just didn't honor our bodies and respect no. our bodies in the way that we do now. No. And I think a lot of times we use exercise as punishment. Yeah. You know, we would drink a bottle of wine at night and the next morning, like, I have to go do this. I have to get my run in. Like, well, you have to balance it out. Not and not to be not to be gross, but wouldn't you think that you would have had more of a chance of pooping your guts out when you were hungover? Like. I was about to, I was about to say that. I'm like I had so many stomach issues when I drank. Like I I was on medication for IBS and all these stomach problems that you know what when I stopped drinking all went away when I cut alcohol out. Yeah. So now I'm like I was like, "Oh, I can go run a marathon because I know I won't poop my pants." <laughs> but fuck that, I'm never running a marathon. <laughs> It's so funny. I mean, this is breaking news, you guys, but our bodies really like to be alcohol free. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, go figure. All of these yeah. things are kind of solving themselves, or at least we're aware to to acknowledge them and be like, this isn't right. That's what I said in my post this morning. I said that I used to get chronic migraines. Mm. Well, most of the migraines, granted, here and there I'll get a hormonal or a seasonal, like an allergy related one. 95% of them have disappeared since I quit drinking and it's oh. no coincidence. <laughs> like it is, I don't even take Tylenol anymore. And I'm like, yeah. I used to pop Tylenol. My husband was talking about it the other day. I used to literally take Tylenol two in the morning, two at night, like every single day, you know? So, and then my stomach problems solved themselves because I wasn't destroying the lining of my stomach by taking, yeah. just drink Tylenol all day, every day. <laughs> You know, I still get my migraines, but maybe, maybe they'll go away eventually. <laughs> right. I do get them, Kim, but I don't get them to the, I don't wake up with one in the morning for no reason. Like, it's more like, I'm like, oh, hormonal, like, you yeah. know, something like that or whatever allergies, I guess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Gosh. Did this, was this a good surprise? You guys emailed me to see what I wanted to talk about <laughs> and you never would have imagined I would <laughs> Let's talk about poop, you guys. <laughs> I love it. We need to do like a, we need to do an episode on like embarrassing things that have happened to you in sobriety. Like we don't just become cool. Uh -uh. I'm still the same klutzy, clumsy person I was. I'm just not like a mean, malicious person anymore now that I'm sober. But now it's like, I can actually laugh at myself. Like I used to right. be mortified at the things that would happen when I was drinking. And now I, at least I know in my heart that it has nothing to do with drinking. So I can be like, oh, I'm just an idiot <laughs> or whatever. Because we're yeah. comfortable being ourselves. We're just like, oh, yeah. well, this is me. <laughs> yeah, totally. First of all, Glennon Doyle, I think on their podcast, they did a, a whole episode on pooping your pants. So we are in good company. Um, um, and also, I was going to say that, yes, that's the thing about sobriety. It's like, you know, I always say, like, I know I didn't blackout the night before. So I'm confident in everything I've done and said, and that's kind of how I live my life now. I'm like, I, this is who I am. This is, you know, you yeah. get what you get. And, and it's kind of like exciting. I don't know. It's yeah. empowering. It's like, whatever, yes. like I'm comfortable with who I am and I'm showing up as the authentic me. And if that's not okay mm -hmm. with you, then so be it. 
It's freedom. Exactly. This is what you get. <laughs> freedom in the vulnerability, ladies. Amen. I love it. Amen. I love it. Oh, well, Jess, this is so nice having you on here. Thank you so much. And oh, we love hearing from you. This yeah. has been like full circle. I love that we got to connect. Oh, I just, I, I knew that we wouldn't need to pick a topic because I knew that we would just have a conversation about whatever. And honestly, I think that speaks to what we just talked about is like the podcast I feel is going to evolve. Like we're taking hiatus over the summer and we're going to come back in the fall. And I don't know if you've noticed this with your podcast, Jess, but like it's evolved the way that you have and things mm -hmm. have you know, and I think the conversations reflect that. So I think it is important to have conversations like we just did and to laugh at ourselves and to show, you know, that we're just real people. And it's not, exactly. it doesn't, sobriety doesn't have to be serious. It's still fun, you know, exactly. more fun. It's more fun. I know. Yeah. And I think that you nailed it right there where I've seen different shifts in topics with, um, with my show too. And I think the best thing you can do is reflect where you're at too, you know, and just see where it goes. Yeah. Just like posting on social media, if that's your thing, like yeah. talk about what you want to talk about, because if you don't talk about what you don't, you know, what you want to talk about, people hear that, you know? So as long as you are authentic and honest, like you can do no wrong. And you'll also, you'll find your people that way. Mm -hmm. I think you'll always find your people if you show up exactly where you're at right now, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. I love it. Just Thank you guys for having for me. Yes. Thanks ah. again. Love this. Have a good weekend sober. Bye.